Welcome to Secrets of Hagheim. Last time our party spent the night in the dank swamp. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the episode. Alright boys, who wants to give me a breakdown of what happened last session? No one? Okay, me, me, me. Alright, alright, I got this. Let me turn on my bright lights, there we go. Alright. We we are back. Annie gets a cool new set of clothes, a cool bag, cool new upgrades to his dagger and claw, short sword and dagger now. He uh is a scourge Asmar, scourge Asmar. He's got some cool looking wings. Not not quite just a full set yet. Uh Esme's like, "Oh, thank you. All right, let me tell you about what what your family's been through, Lutric. Guilt. <laughs> but they're not dead. They're okay. They're at old netties. And she's like, thank you for curing me of my disease. Illness madness. <laughs> As she continues talking, you can tell that she is m- much more poised and graceful in her actions and less deranged and uh, filled with lunacy. Um, or murderous rage she uh insists on going back through the sewers after hugging her grandmother Claretta who we had no idea was her grandmother or Pimble's wife but that's okay we we are just assuming at this point don't ask <laughs> we'll just gloss over that we don't need to know flash forward to back through the sewers where Lutric Otram and Boltier throw up several times, get poisoned again. Except for Lutrix, this is his first time. Has a conversation about revisiting Esme and her in her manner uh, uh, via Alley, and I return the anus key to which she grabs with a handkerchief, <laughs> disgustingly so. Like you know, admittedly, you know, reasonably so. She she she's like uh, with the with a handkerchief, hands it over to Allie. Like okay, you can visit. Allie cleans it, pockets it. We walk through. We're out. We're at that bridge out at that opening near the raft. As we make our way to Farmstead, Esme's like, poof, gets Thanos snapped back to her house. The red mist. I approach the. We finally make it to the uh, door. Our poison status has run out, and we. I knock at the door, but before I could knock at the door, it swings open. All old crone standing before me. Hello, what do you want? And then, and then, and then, out of nowhere, just behind me, Ali's like, oh, oh, oh. And then he falls face first, stands up, crooked eyes and all, facing each direction. I was like, yes. Eats my bread. Goes, yeah, that's delicious. Don't let your dad tell you otherwise. I like the bread. Some people may like this bread too. Hands cookie. Declines cookie. Eats cookie anyway. Out of, uh, of, out of uh, politeness. Allie walks in. Cookie was okay. Tasted pretty good, like salted you know, caramel, then, you know, of course it was made bugs and moss. And, uh, then we all, we all go inside. John, Jonathan and Bryn, all both haggard looking, very tired. 
sitting at the, the chair eating cookies and drinking tea. And he's like, I will touch you. And then he was healed a bit. <laughs> Jonathan's like, hey, thanks for touching me. And then and then Bren leans against his dad and he's like, oh. And 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 Ludric's just like, yeah, I have a son. This is cool. <laughs> Pulls out cards. Allie's like, I have to talk privately with you, old Nettie. Nettie goes down. So after introductions, of course, we'll just move past that though. We had our introductions already. That happened. Old Nettie and Allie go down down a, a secret hatch. Go downstairs. They have their conversation, talking about murderous intent and matricide and whether or not it had to happen given a given a golden ticket just in case uh see appearing uh, into annie's future a bit saying that he does live peacefully or may live peacefully in the future uh married to someone who doesn't tolerate his bullshit um has kids working for darcy for a while Alongside Bucky and and name escapes me. Thieves Guild. What was it? What's her name? Nadani. Nadani. Thank you, Nadani. I don't interact with the Nadani enough. <laughs> Yet I remember Dito, and I've 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 only talked to him in my lore. All right. Um, moving forward, that conversation happens. They hug. Nettie asks for a favor. What's going on with mask things? And 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 Allie's like, I don't know that. And then and then whoosh disappears. Whoosh back. Old Nettie's like, the flares mask. And 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 Allie's like, oh 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 yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, that is something I do know. And then and then they walk back upstairs. Then Boltier pulls Allie aside. Boltier's like. Yeah, yo, you and me, we're in this together right now. We know. It's us. It's us against the world right now. We're going to be heroes. And, and Allie's like, yeah, destiny. And then, and then poof, two, two different visages appear before us. And, and after, after I just want to make note of this, after editing it, I was like, damn, Lewis, you really caught on to that one quick. Because I saw what I saw and he said nothing but like I was like ah yes lizard and he's like excuse me <laughs> and he and he asked and then Allie asked and, and I was like yeah you know this is who I saw and then we were like interesting let's go inside and we went inside and then Elutric still playing cards also I don't know how, how Jonathan or, or Bren had enough energy to play cards or if he was playing solitaire at the time I'm I'm not sure because they were both very exhausted. So so then so we join in the hand. Allie decides to start drinking. Asher surprisingly starts to drink as well. And he decides to go check on uh the swamp to see if there's any more potlucks happening. Searches for for Lilith Willowhurst. Will Willowhurst not there. Asks somebody for Willowhurst. They're like, "Oh, he went uh, she went with a couple of the followers to to an island." The scorched aisle. <laughs> yes, yes, Annie, that is the aisle. And he's like, God damn it. And then and then he's like, Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, uh Lilith left something for you. Here's a box. He opens the box. It's it's the cage of Ostos replicant. It is a <laughs> in the note, 
You forgot you you lost something. Here you go. You, your aunt. You lost this nephew. <laughs> Here it is. And he's like, God damn it. Ring of communication. Ah yes. Something happened. It's not gonna be easy to talk about. I'm coming back. Comes back. Ali is drunk. Asher is drunk. Voltaire is just playing cards. Has drunk not a drop of alcohol. Oshram is T-posing in the corner, I believe. <laughs> playing cards, about to win. And uh, Boltier deci- uh, decides to make a comment on something about a situation that was happening. About masks. Then he continues to press forward on Asher's behalf while he's drunk trying to see if he could take out Asher's mask. Asher too drunk, trying to hold... Because Voltaire started removing his mask on and off again, repeatedly. Annie getting a little upset at the mask. Asher puts the, uh, holds the mask down from behind. He's like, I'm gonna leave this conversation now. After, like, after discussing the whole, his mom running the cult thing. Or her, uh, Ellie's mom running the cult thing. And admitted to Turani is following being a cult, unwillingly. <laughs> And Walks outside. Doesn't have a big following as a cult. True. Turin, I resents that. <laughs> Moving forward, he goes outside, tries to wing it up. Can't wing it up. Radiant fire hurt. Fire hurty turns off. Allie comes out. It's like, yeah, it hurt when I had my wings for the first time. Voltaire's like, I want to be an Asmar so I can have wings. Annie has no idea how to make him an Asmar. And Allie says, maybe you just have to earn your wings. And then Boltier's like, all right. And he tries to manifest wings and poof, they pop out of the armor as scales shift and he has dragon wings. And now he's flying around, every, everyone looking at him weirdly. Uh, Asher's still holding on while he's flying around. Allie's like, yeah. And then Annie's like, okay, I'll try one more time. Poof. Copper wings passes out from immense pain. Ellie's like, okay, okie dokie, walks up to him, touches him. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm better again. All right, let me try to flap my wings. How do, how do these work, Allie? And then after some time passes, he's like, all right, I can kind of fly off the ground now with these metal-ass wings. Boltier's doing aerial ballet, falls into pond with Asher. Drinks a little bit of swamp water on the on resurfacing. Everybody goes to bed. Wing Buddies has now been formed. Subgroup in the main group. We have wings. Deal with it. Allie whispers Wing Buddies in the dead of night. As we all fall asleep, we have swamp breakfast. We start walking back towards Hagheim. And... And then... And he gives the, uh, he's like, I got this. And then Allie's like, present. Was not present. She's like, this is the worst present ever. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't a present. (laughs) And then Allie's like, oh, okay. And then, and then, and then Boltier's like, oh, yeah. Uh, What's that about? And then Annie's like, no, you're still on my shit list, Boltier. 
And then and then Voltaire's like, well, I don't know why. And then Annie's like, that mask situation. I was like, oh, well, I was just, you know, trying to figure out what, what's going on with Asher's mask. Asher pulls out mask. Oh, yeah, it is different from mine. That's that's correct with what I, I know. Uh, can I try it on? Asher's like, no. And then and then Voltaire's like, all right, well, I guess, you know, whatever. You got to ask, right? If you, you, know, you can't just do things. So then he starts talking. Then Allie asks, what, why would it be different? Then we talk about the different factions of duelists. Asher gets asked some pretty, uh, some pretty heavy handed questions about what faction he would choose today and about his mask and why he's, he joined the duelists in the first place. He stutters a bit, isn't really able to answer. And that's where we ended session. So I want to pick back up with Asher. You just got asked some pretty big questions about what faction of the duelists you follow. Like, what is it you want? What's, what's your purpose? Yes. You here? Is your oh. mic? Okay. So, what you, what you thinking about, Jesse? What's rattling around in your mind right now? How's Asher feeling? Has Asher ever contemplated this question before? Not, not to a definitive point, no. Okay. What's he thinking right now about it? what the two different factions follow right now. Because you've got the faceless where it's and you have the standard set of duelists. Before the adventure, which group would he which group would Asher have wanted to be a part of more? Which one would have appealed to him? The four? More so the standard. Why? Because that's the one where it seemed to have what he wanted toward his goal. Mm -hmm. And how does he feel now? After everything that's happened, everything he's gone through. I'm not sure. Dave, you don't need to add the spell in manually. You can type it into the compendium. It's the I on the top right. Oh. Sorry, I'm just I just making sure that Dave knows. Yeah. Yeah. But which it's one drag and drop. now? More? Sorry, I'm freezing here. Okay. I'm just trying to... Don't worry about it. It's just with everything that's happened, the adventures he's gone on, the things he's done, the things he's learned... Meeting Bolt here. Um, more so the other. The Faceless. So how does he respond to these questions posed to him now? As of right now, trying to think of an answer. Okay. So, party, questions posed. You see Asher currently in contemplation. I would assume looking to the ground, staring to the sky, staring into both ears deep, holding him close, making sure his mask looking stays at, on. Looking at the mask that he pulled out, that okay. previously a bolt here had asked for it. You see Asher staring down intently at his mask, contemplating. 
Anything else you do, party, as Asher is currently in contemplation? I mean, you could always join us. I could always have a talk with Master. She's more than willing to accept your members, I'm sure. Regardless, go ahead. I guess if even I'm able to accept change, if you want to change, I think anyone could. Regardless of whatever faction you choose to align yourself with, we are here to support you, and their influence shouldn't be the only thing that affects your actions, but more vice versa. The actions that you do will reflect back on them. So I think depending on what you've been doing might be another indication of which faction you would feel closer to. Why don't you try mine on for a size? That, that's yours. You're right. Just wear it, see how it feels. A test run, if you will. Um, Otram, do you have a moment? As you see, Ochram was stuffing his face with leftovers of breakfast. Yeah, I had, um, I had to wait <laughs> until you went for a bite. Uh, yeah. Private or nah? You're muted. You're my muted. <laughs> I am what? I'm muted. You were. You were. You're, you're good now. Now you're oh, good. Okay, I would motion as a like walk to talk privately for a little bit. Okay. Oh, wow, that was easier than I thought. So, uh, so what was in that box, Allie? Uh, Colt here. Uh, if it's not too much of a request, could I try on your mask? Sure. You, you could try on mine. Allie will sure. pull her helm off. All right, here. Swapping. Hey, Sam. What? <laughs> Alondra puts the mask on. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a fucking callback. I, I don't have a mask. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you will watch as the silver mask that Boltier pulls off reverts to its standard uh, neutral state. On Alondra, it takes on a... Uh, Definitely artistic rendition of Allie's face. And if you did not know what she looked like, you would not recognize that mask as her. Voltier putting this helm on, it is quite large compared to your head. <laughs> but inside, it is definitely different than wearing your mask. Uh, while wearing this, uh, you become quite just... Aware of your surroundings, it is almost as if you can hear every little crunch of leaves or snaps of twigs within like five feet of you, and it is odd as a sensory kind of as if everything's being funneled directly into your ears rather than anything else while wearing this full helm that covers your head. Uh, those of you who uh, see Bolt here, you can just see the slight glimmer of red light at the bottom of the actual, like, scoops of this helm. As it is a gladiatorial-style helm, 
so it has a mesh like eye covering. And you can just see the tiniest bit of red at the bottom. Well, to you, you can't really see where you're going. It's hard to see in. Walk forward. There's a tree. <laughs> As that's <laughs> happening, smash cut. Otram, <laughs> Annie, you uh, wander off a little bit, but keeping in parallel with the party as they're going. I... I'm sorry. I was very harsh on you and everybody without knowing the full circumstance of what you were trying to do. It's fine. After explaining it, or getting it explained that it's more they just don't want anybody there. I understand it. I just want to say uh, that I wish I was not as hard on you as I was. And if you would still be willing to do me the honor of identifying my stuff, I would really appreciate it. Apology accepted. Annie, I didn't fully blame you for the way you acted. I mean, you're, no offense, kind of a cynic sometimes, and which it's always good to have multiple perspectives. As for the identification, yes. And all I can ask from you is that if you decide to pull a card, please do let us know. I will definitely let you know. <laughs> um, I do have one question, um, if it is okay to ask about your father. Go ahead. How, how did he die? My memory is of seeing him impaled upon a, a spiky clad uh, Warforged. Don't know if that's true. Something, as I think all of us have been affected at one point in time, you and Allie especially, has altered memories. Mine just be might just be straight trauma, possibly. But it's odd. Looking back on that memory, we never saw a body. Was your... Have you ever thought about trying to bring him back? Where I come from, bringing people back from the dead is more of a uh, raised zombie type. And if the body disappeared, it'd be really hard to bring anything back from that if I don't have anything to try just thinking about it because while the talk conversation her and I and myself had he's getting stronger I could see if he could try bringing him back I'm gonna leave that I, I, I want you to ponder that because you know your father better than I do if he would even want to come back. Mm. Um, I'll think on it. 
Yeah, just as more of a thank you for being the party's resident identifier. Ah, yes. My only primary function, apparently. And casting Dust Devil. Yeah. Hey, it's a good spell. It is a good spell. People just don't know how to use it. (laughs) Sam, because of your one-time use for Dust Devil, I took it in a one-shot. Because it's amazing. Um, yeah, I'll ritual cast identify while we walk on, I'm assuming, the deck, unless you want also other stuff identified. Anything you hand to Otram, he will identify. Uh, I will hand you a tiny, not a tiny, a wood box. Um... I if mean, you yeah. Open it up. There is the cage of Oslos in there, <laughs> with a note still inside that says, "You lost this nephew." Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. It's your I, business. I, I don't <laughs> fully understand. My aunt. Um, was running technically the cult of Tur and I, the small gatherings they had as Lilith Widowhurst. Willowhurst. Willowhurst. Will, I, yeah, I was going to say Widowhurst. Willowhurst. As a disguise, her and the other priestesses are all in on it. I hope they're not the priestesses, but. They probably are. And they are at um, the island right now. And it was my (laughs) negligence and not acting on stuff that allowed it to go on for so long because we could have stopped Daldi a lot sooner if I had thought about things for like five seconds and pulled my head out of my butt. Eh, you're not the only one. Mostly pointing to myself, but yeah. Tori and I specifically told me that she did not talk to him and I brushed it off. <laughs> <sighs> and he will get a slight defeated look on his face like god damn it oh we know what we're gonna do next then I suppose we have a lot of things we have to do next like one making sure Bren and Jonathan are a hundred percent Well, yeah. Anyway, identify. Uh, I would definitely identify the deck. What I don't know what else you've been presenting to me. The deck is not there. Oh. 
That's worrying. And he seemed a little cagey, is what I'll tell you about the deck. A little cagey. Oh. Uh. Hmm. Ha. Ooh. E. How many more vowel sounds can I make? The dagger, though, does give you something back. Okay. Uh, it is known as the Blade of Retribution. Its secondary name is known as Kinslayer. It also has some very specific requirements for attunement that neither Annie, yourself, or any of the other party members would be able to accept, except for Allie. It has to be attuned by a protector Azamar. What a fucking taunt. <laughs> what a taunt. Uh Yeah. 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 Anything gleamed from the cage or is that kind of already all uh, out in the open? This replica? Uh, you would know that one of the effects it has is the ability to trap a soul and bind it to another person as long as it's driven into their heart. Okay. All right. I would relay all info back to Annie. I don't know if we'd rejoin the party or not, but it would be to direct it to Annie, and I wouldn't care if anyone else would hear it. Um, that's an interesting thing. Is that uh, a step in the plan, then? It wasn't my step. Well. I'm saying this about the Cage of Oslo's first. Yeah, I, I get that, yes. Kinslayer Blade. Well. God, that is just such a fucking taunt. Kinslayer, you know you have to fight Mom. Oh, God. Oh, you'll be fine. No, it's not me I'm worried about. Oh, she'll be fine. Uh, since you can explain it better, can you please explain that to Allie? Because I am going to ponder this for a little bit. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, so... Sure. Yeah. Um, is that everything then? Yeah, sure. Uh, the deck had no ping on it. Was that? Annie, you don't have the deck anymore. Yeah, that's what he meant. When Tur and I told you for these things I am giving you, is from it... you I am taking calamity. Oh. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's a good thing. Uh, Thank you for explaining uh, that because the neurons were not linking up for that. <laughs> I was sitting there waiting. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I have. Do you still have the monkey's paw out of character question? Yeah. Yeah. I used. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be some chaos somewhere. Are you were there when I used the third wish, second wish, second wish? For no more big metal bones. Yeah. And we no, got yep. an Annie shit out of femur. Mm -hmm. I'm still carrying some of those bones. Thieves tool bones. Oh, I also got a bag of holding. Oh. If you have. Oh, shoot, that's out of character. 
Would uh, I see that you have a you, bag of holding? You would. Yeah, it's on my back. Then can I? Then it'll just like, oh, here you have a bag of holding. Holds up the sixty pounds of bones I'm still carrying. Oh yeah, here. That yeah, there you go. Uh, Allie, do you want to? Can I have my bones? Rattle them bones. What are you saying? <laughs> can I have my bones? I'll stop dropping the. I'll start. I'll start are we dropping in a tunnel? Bones on the ground one at a time since they're. Oh. I assume they're behind us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will keep the spine. A trail of bones. All right. Do you do you want me to give the dagger to Allie then too, or what? What, what are you going to do there, bud? That's your decision. Or yes, but please let her know the consequences. Uh, yeah, that was the plan. It's just that you know you have the dagger. I can't just be like, okay, I'll go give it to her when I don't I, hold I... it. And he will like reluctantly give it to you. Otter <laughs> will take the dagger. Well, interesting. Have fun picking up the breadcrumb trail of iron. Uh, I will walk I, I will up to the group. Very quickly catch up and start just asking, picking them up and putting them in as quickly as I can and then. Hopefully catching up to Allie. Okay. Uh, Otra will get there first, though. Or, well, yep. okay, I, I can't just say that. No, but... you will. Yeah, it's going to okay. take a while to pick up the bones. I, well, yeah, I, I get that. You have 70 pounds of bones. Um, Otra will catch up in the middle of the group. Uh, Allie. How did you I recognize have... me? Yeah, I don't think. What is this mask technology? <laughs> no, it it, it changes her appearance completely. So like, it's kind of hard to tell yeah, that it her is. Her yeah, I thought it was the appearance of the mask that changed the, completely. The, yeah, the mask changes to look like a very artistic rendition of her face, kind of like the uh, with the father mask from Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. get what you mean. Yeah. So, but I can you, still recognize it as Allie because yeah, it's you Allie know what she looks like and okay. giant ass wings. Yeah. It, it's the thing yes. though is that unless you don't know what the person under the mask looks like, you wouldn't be able to recognize them. Got it. So that's why the masks are what they are for. Okay. As we were, Allie, I have a thing for you. Are you are you challenging me, a duelist? Uh, no. Oh. I, I didn't I, say duel, but okay. Pulls out dagger. You said Allie? I'm right here. <laughs> that, does Otrum know the properties of that helmet? No. Fuck! I was going to snap all around his head. Um. I'll, uh, I will reach over and take the dagger in my hand. Continue. Thank you. Where's that from? Oh, it's from Annie. Uh, oh, good. Probably yeah. a thank you for teaching him about wings. I guess. Uh, I will... Redescribe the property and its name, both of its names, which are 
Inslayer being is that the secondary name or the first name? Inslayer secondary. And then the first one was Lead of Retribution. I was gonna say Revengenance. <laughs> Revengenance. <laughs> Revengeance. Metal Gear yeah. Solid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, Annie did not really want you to have it. Slightly understandable, but since you're the only one that can wield it, and if we're going to be going into some shit once we're done, doesn't that kind of look like his old one? Yeah. Dolly knows Weird. exactly which dagger this is because he already told her about it. Otram, can I ask you a question? Yes. What does it mean to bind a soul? Well... Usually, in the traditional sense of magic, it is binding a soul to, I mean, an object. It could be a person, but it means, in the literal sense, to trap a person's soul to prevent it from moving on to the afterlife or whatever deity plane it could go to, and instead it binds it to the material plane within said object or person. So essentially, like, the concept of having a peaceful afterlife will forever be completely ruined because you're just essentially trapping them in torment. So, uh, pretty. Bind so binding someone's soul is guaranteeing eternal suffering? Not a guarantee, I... per se, because the things can be undone. But it essentially, for that time, and it, it's, as far as the binding is concerned, it will last forever unless someone undoes it. So it would probably be a long time, yes. And um... what is what is the process that something has to go through in order to be made capable to have this ability put on it. How did they make this dagger able to bind someone's soul to something? Would it be like a ritual or something a very advanced magic user would have to do? Yes. Well, very, there... adva very advanced magic, yes, or just be a deity. As, you know, in not like a offensive terms, like if you follow a certain pantheon or a deity, then they'll have your soul come to essentially their realm. It's and... not the same concept, but like it requires extremely powerful magic to use. Back where I'm come from, we don't fiddle with that too much unless you get into the higher echelons of being like lich dumb 
which even then that's more of your own soul and not someone else's. And I have one final question about it. Uh, I do not ask this lightly. If a deity has a heart, can they be bound with this dagger? That is beyond me. As I studied, well, more of the magic side and not so much the religion side. I'm not certain what constitutes as a deity having a heart or a soul that could be bound. I mean, if Osthos has been technically split in multiple different pieces and sort of contained, it seems like it's possible, but the amount of research and just sheer power one would need, you'd probably almost have to be another deity yourself. Or channeling one. Or channeling one. I imagine that all it is to become closer to a deity is more than likely the amount of power or influence that one would wield, as I believe Osthos is a devil. Mm. And if that you have to split him apart in order to bind him to multiple different objects. I assume that the power, the, I assume a devil is potentially weaker than most deities. It's, it's more about how they choose to utilize their power. Like for all instances, the Fae are extremely powerful. They just don't try to destroy and or conquer. They just like to mess around a good chunk. It's... I have a good idea if you stop dropping bones. Scott, 35 more pounds to go. Ellie will stop dropping bones momentarily. And I just have all the bones right now and I'll tell you the plan. This is an expensive plan. Do you know how much steel is going for right now? We're on the brink of a war. You fine. Allie, Allie will give Annie all the bones excluding the spine. Allie, why are you keeping my spine? It's sim it's symbolic. It's so I can always have your back. Also, if I needed to channel lightning magic into something, a metal rod I could stab into someone would probably be a good target. That's fair. Thank you. Uh, you could just ask Ash or uh, Adler about it. Adler would probably know a lot about Osthos and Devils and Divas oh. and knowledge about that. Thank you for my bones. You're welcome. You'd be very interested to listen in on that conversation. Okay. Also, uh, we could also probably ask uh, Pimble. Too. He might have some good knowledge about it. He's been around for a while. Mm. Or Victor, Victor the Unseen. You're pushing that boundary, and I feel like one time he's going to snap and yell at you. I'm, I'm trying just... to. I'm trying to see if we're close enough to Hagheim to be within his radius. You also it's said not his even name you, wrong. You said his name wrong. Yeah, it's unspoken. the unspoken. Yeah. 
Victor the Unspoken. Uh, one step aside. Hello? Invisible person? Victor? Invis- uh, invisible Victor? You can also choose to, you know, probably have something appear or make something appear if you wanted to. I'm sure it's not an automatic thing. So if you keep, like, spamming his name, uh, yeah, he'll probably get pissed off. I, he also I would, won't answer. I would like to point out that I have used his title primarily in some of the most effective times. Almost all of them, he seems to be, I wouldn't say grateful, that does not seem like the term, but understanding of why I said it. Um. Pimble's journal. Also, you can do a dragon. Doesn't he usually have a imp instead of him immediately? Sometimes. Yeah, I thought it was always well, an imp first, and sometimes he'll just pop in right after. Internet curse you. Any other questions? Uh, Annie, are your wings heavy? In what sense? Are you having a hard time keeping up? Davis, do I feel a lot heavier with wings? You're made of copper. No. <laughs> Here you go, made you a sandwich. Also, Ellie, when you touched the blade, you became attuned to it. Ah! What the hell, Otrum? What? No. Attuning is not a painful process, though. I didn't choose this. I can't I mean, see very well out of this thing. <sighs> also, how does this blade know I'm a protector Asimor? I'm wearing a mask. Shut oh, the fuck I, I wonder. I wonder myself, Allie. I wonder myself. I will I'm take off Voltaire's mask. Yeah. Uh, trade back. But be- before I give it back, I'll put it on and take it off a few times in front of Boltier. Oh, oh Allie, it's you. And back to Boltier. Um, actually, bringing up the wings is a good point. Thank you, Allie. You're welcome. I am um, going to practice flying with my wings on the way back, just hovering like above the ground, but trying to move with them. Okay. To the feeling and action of it. How's the potluck? Horrible. Okay. Actually Why? What horrible. happened? What were you looking for? <laughs> to happen, I guess. Bolt, 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 do you remember when you came back and told us about like the it being a cult and the priestess are taken to the to the island and it wasn't? Well, how a good did all time. that happen? You know, like and how... Lilith Willowhurst is actually my aunt Daldy and um, like... that can't be right. Because your aunt was looking for her at the orphanage. They're in cahoots, then. But either way, what, not what a do lot you, of good things. What do you mean my mom was looking for her at the orphanage? In, in Christoph's journal. Annie, you read it. Well, it said she was... She's, it said that she was going to meet Lilith. Well, Kristoff was going to go meet Lilith after she had gotten better after being sick, but Daldi had kept seeing her in the orphanage and then then Kristoff mysteriously got executed. 
the difficulty of taking her place. I don't know. Killed her and then disguised herself as her. Well, if she got sick randomly and then she got better, I'm thinking because the cultivar did go and target Esme. Could they have taken Lilith to Esme? Because she was looking for Asmar children, and you became a full Asmar after Esme touched you. Could she have taken Lilith um, to Esme? I think, uh, the I think exact they're... details of the journal. Uh, I just looked this up. Uh, Daldi was frequently visiting and speaking with Will with Lilith Willowhurst. That was something known. Uh, when Kristoff noticed that that Daldi's presence in, was in the city and that she was visiting her, she suddenly disappeared. When Daldi disappeared, Lilith suddenly grew extremely ill and had only gotten better on the day Kristoff wrote the final entry where he had stated that he was going to go talk to Lilith. And Perhaps. then bing, bang, boom, he was executed. Perhaps they they are the same person. Which would be which would make sense that when Daldi left, Lilith wasn't seen, claimed to have been sick. But Lilith would have had to have been a child at the time. I just I don't know how old Lilith is. Wouldn't she? She Why was looking she for have to be a child. No, she only was... just only because in the... she was looking for Asmar children specifically for the ceremony. Not... Is... Yes, was but... and then Lilith... she continued to talk to Lilith for some reason. Was Lilith from a child at the orphanage, or was she helping run the orphanage? Lilith is the owner and the namesake of the orphanage, Willowhurst. So she. Definitely could be running or operating it. Also, is Lilith an ASMR? Nope. Human. I I think that they are definitely working together. That's no either working together. I think personally, I think uh, Lilith is dead, and Doldy took her place. I'm I'm gonna through uh, earring of communication. Just uh, like state that like I forgot completely, um. But she probably has spies still here, considering the fact that you know we still have no idea who in the merchant guild was the one that sold, you know, that sold out Kristoff as the traitor. So we don't. She could still be listening in on our conversations right now. Are we in Hayheim right now? Uh, you would be getting near the gates. Uh, well, if... On earring of communication, good, good idea. Hold here. If they are spying on us through magical means, there's no reason they couldn't have also tapped the earring. How would we even know? Yeah, I was going to say, could I do some sort of check to figure out if tampering with magic items like that would be possible? Uh, sorry, I was looking up something tampering with what? 
Ah, well, because Lewis brought up, the, well, Allie brought up the fact that, like, maybe the Eringsons communication could be tapped. No, and, like, they is... they would need they would need an earring connected okay. to yours. I just wasn't was... sure. If because one of yours I know went, if one of yours went suddenly missing, that would be a great concern. Yes. Okay. I because I know that definitely mechanically, it's possible to breach someone's demi plane with proper divination magic. So I wasn't sure if there would be other ways to have like an advanced scrying magic of some kind. But if it's a simple closed network, they okay. they could easily like gain one side of a conversation by reading thoughts, but they wouldn't be able to receive what you what you're mentally getting, or know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but uh, through earring of communication, I guess our prime focus right now is kind of getting Jonathan and Bryn back to Tyson. And I'm, you know, I'm just happy for Lutric. I'm sure you're elated that they're safe and sound now. Uh, Davis, before we actually enter Hayheim, Annie would stop flying and try to tuck the wings away, trying to hide them okay. best he can. You can hide your wings under a cloak. Yeah. Someone else can't. Ah, yes, Boltier. His wings are too visible. <laughs> Fine, I'll put away my wings. So Unattached wings. Uh, you guys will arrive at the gate. Uh, Boltier and Allie will be allowed through the gate without much hassle, but the rest of you, besides, of course, like uh, Jonathan and Bren, will be allowed through. You all will have to pay the five copper toll. Uh, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> I'm broke. Same. Wait, wait. Shouldn't you have? Oh, and I don't know if Tur and I gave you your money back. I didn't nope. have money to begin with, really. All right, I'll uh, I'll hand I'll hand out well, the the money necessary for the rest of the party to get through. I had some too. All right. How much is that all together? One, two, three. Four, five, five six, copper. Five. I'll, I'll right. pay for my own. Okay, so okay, 20, so copper, 20 copper, two silver. Which equates two silver? Okay, got it. All right. I hand over the two silver. I'll give a nod and let you all pass. Also, Jonathan and Bren did not stop walking while you were all handling this. They're heading home. They're tired. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sprint off to to Tyson's house then to let to inform him do, that they're going home. Yeah, do they I'll, live with Tyson? Do they live together? Yes, they yeah. do. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I would follow. Yeah. yeah. Huffing yeah, and puffing all Tyson. the way through. Somebody has to become a guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a protector? What What more do you want? I'm a score, Jasmar. Yeah. No, no, I mean like the blade. The blade. Uh, You're a blade, yeah. I I am the cool uncle that gives you life advice for the thieves guild. Otrum, where are you going? Uh that's a good question. I think home for now. I will accompany you home. Also, both okay. I wanted to bring it up. Just because I was a fallen Azamar doesn't mean I was less of an Azamar. I was still an Azamar. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'm just, 
I said that you had ascended into full Asmar. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. I was in full Asmar before I just changed into a different uh, Ali, But you didn't Ali, have Ali will, Ali will also come over to Earring and be like, it depends on who you ask. So what you're telling me is a fallen Asmar is three-fifths an Asmar. Every other type of Asmar is four-fifths. <laughs> but if you have wings, you're full Asmar. Got it. Yes. Man, I love being 13-fifths Asmar. <laughs> Yeah, Ali, that's kind of fucked. Plus, I never really tried to grow wings as a fallen Asimar. I didn't know if I could or not. Dad never told me. I I wasn't saying that. Uh, I I believe it. I'm just saying that some people believe it. Some people are racist. Some people are hunt Asimar. Trying to call it. it has not been set up yet. <laughs> It's a lot of talk coming from somebody in shocking grass range. Well. Oh man, look, it's Tyson's house. <laughs> so, uh, Ali Ochamir, I'm back to the state. Oh. I'm going to need a d20 roll from either group. Ochamir has a lot to think about. You know, Lutrick should be since it's his son Wait, and brother. Yeah. Got it. Ali Ochamir heading back home. Anything you're talking about on your trek back? Is Asher and Medley coming with us or going to Tyson's? Because that will greatly affect what I have to say to Otrim. Asher, Medley, where, where are you two heading? Going to Tyson's. Dave? Uh, I didn't put much thought on that. <laughs> um. I suppose I'll go to Tyson's as well. Uh, Otrim, when we get back to the estate, I have something I need you to identify. If you would be willing to do so. Okay. This description, or do you not wish to talk about it? I'm, I'm not going to pull it out here. I am not going to speak over the earring of communication or anything. But after, depending on what you can tell me about it, I will more than likely be speaking to Victor about it also. Okay. And, uh, how powerful are you thinking this is? Nettie gave it to me. Ah, okay. Gives me a good sense of it, at least. Have you been all right? Eh, got a lot to do. Very little time, but... Mm. Why do you have a time constraint? I don't have a time constraint. Just the things that I want to do take a lot of time. Okay, that makes sense. Such as, you know, researching on the different anchors of the planes. I'm excited for that trip. Yeah. I... Don't, I don't think that I've ever left the material plane with my physical body. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And I assume I we probably... Want... Go ahead. Oh, I do still want to go on the trip. Just maybe think, think a couple things through first. Just in case. 
I assume we'll probably be spending at least a a week plus on the other side. I don't know. As it would probably Depends. take a, a, lo a lot of time to regain that much magic. Well... Depends on, I guess, the property of the fork. Davis, I suppose I never asked, does tooting forks have charges? No. Okay. And out of character again, because I always assume they did, but never knew for sure. If it's tuning a fork that's tuned to another specific plane, can you strike the same tuning fork to come back? Yes. Or to have No, okay. you, you yourself are used as the instrument to come back. Because oh. you are of your own plane. That makes sense. That makes sense. So if you had somebody else, theoretically, from the plane of existence you're trying to get back to, and you cast planar travel using them as the instrument. So like if somebody, I don't know, from, just for example, from this necrotic anchor showed up, and we were able to bind their soul in like a dagger, and then use that dagger to teleport to that plane of existence. Okay. They're already not happy enough with me. I don't think we need to be trapping some of them in daggers here. Just one of them. Probably yes. the probably the one that they don't really like the most. Uh, well. We'd be heroes. Um, would we? <laughs> they would. They don't fuck with blood. anything. Uh. Uh. Primordial uh, is it? Primordial solar dragons? Is it ancient solar? Dra I don't remember. Immortal. Immortal solar dragons. Uh, we're definitely not pleased when my father made it there the first time. Uh, much like the necrotic one, they're pretty xenophobic. And so... What does xenophobic mean? Uh, essentially, they don't like anything that's not... Well... Is it is that the true definition of xenophobic? Xenophobic not that's not them foreign, or anything outside of foreign. what yeah. So anything. I have kind of a crazy idea, but uh what if you ask permission to go there? That's not a bad idea. That's pretty goddamn good. That's what that is. If they, were, if they were pretty upset that your father just kind of showed up out of nowhere and had to fight a bunch of immortal solar dragons, which I've never heard of before, like... Well, he didn't fight any of them, and he didn't get in any conflict. He managed to state his reasons for being there, and they were obviously extremely um, hesitant, but all he really wanted to know was why they were shut off. Oh. And to them, they just don't like anything foreign. They don't want anything taking or abusing the power that they have. To ask permission, I would have to find a way of establishing contact. Which... Well, you, have a, you have a fork. I... Can you speak through a tuning fork? You might be able to use it to find a way to send a message to a location. Also, if you were willing to bring them something from this plane that they don't have there for them to research or learn, it could be a two-sided learning experience. And while that would be an interesting process, pro, ah, blah, 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 that would be an interesting prospect 
that's also kind of the opposite of what xenophobia means as you know they don't like anything that's foreign even if it's not people but if they, they if they knew we were bringing something they could try to contain it maybe if you lived on the other side of the world and had fruit that I've never had I could bring some of mine to share with you or even plant mm-hmm. a start out it's just something that I think I would be interested in from a far away place and yeah well and that might just have to do with the the nature of our plane of kind of the ever-changing wondering and curiosity it seemed like to them they because they're mortal and they're cut off they just have everything they need within their own ecosystem which is why they cut themselves off probably except for new entertainment I mean, what does entertainment mean really anymore if you're completely immortal? I think immortality would be boring. Unless you can put it to use, I suppose. Technically, some of the higher-ups in my home are immortal because they're either part lich or full lich. I think if if, if I was immortal, I would use it as an opportunity to meet all kinds of different people. Yeah. Traveling's always fun. So I've actually I've did I told you I've been in OC once? No. Uh well I'm I'm I may have started a little bit of shit with uh some of the hobgoblins native to Nosi. So I didn't stay long. But I was there. It's a nice place. You know, when it, a chieftain, hobgoblin chieftain, isn't threatening you to leave or die. It's definitely a place where you could securely raise a family and not really have too many dangers. But I think at some point, if you were raised there, you need to know when to spread your wings. Yeah. What but, is a lich? Uh, well, think of it. You know I, how we were talking about trapping souls. Yes. Think of it as a person to achieve higher power and technical immortality. He traps his own soul technically into an object that also, if they if they're at that point, they have strong enough magic as well, and it helps enhance that magic. It's also a form of undead. Okay. Essentially so, a high, high version of undead. So if I had, like, very strong magic and was dying and stabbed myself in the chest with this dagger, I could become a lich? Mm, that... I mean, I would be undead. How it would kind of suck, but, like... No, it it's more the fact that that dagger kind of already has a property of trapping a soul in it. This one they create, they're called phylactery, to put themselves in. They don't use an existing property, because, you know, trying to force something to work in its not intended effect can probably kill you. You think a lich made this? 
and she just kind of messes with the dagger. No. No? I don't believe. Judging by its similarities and things and you attuning to it and its kind of definition of how it works, uh, it seems more of like a weapon that a great power other than lichdom could make, such as like, you know, what Oslos is a part of, devils and demons. Do you think that some kind of devil or demon or something usually malicious associated with such would have made such a weapon? Kind of, but it's hard to tell. Davis, does this dagger have any inscriptions on it? Uh, roll me investigation. Uh, I'll assist with that. Investigation? Or, Go actually, ahead. I'll hold off. Okay. Take four luck points of myself. Come on, this one. Alright, so at a plus two. I will also give myself four luck points. For a plus seven. Yep. Eight. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, Do a shot for that. <laughs> I mean, I was also planning on doing investigation afterwards in case Ellie failed, because you know I, I, I'm gonna help, would only give a plus two even if I succeed. Yeah. It all comes clear. Thank you much, Taylor. You're yep. welcome. Eight. Okay. Three. Also, thank you, Byron. I appreciate your luck. Uh, You will find you will find a near invisible inscription upon the fuller of this blade, though it has none, along the spine. It is small, minute, and written in celestial. It tells of the story of a young girl meant to be the catalyst of an age of renewal. You see. You will have arrived at the estate. Does Ali share this information? There is a story of a little girl to be used as a catalyst to usher in an age of renewal. We'll think for a second. That sounds awfully familiar to the trauma trailer you watched for Allie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Drum's eyes will go wide. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> Out of character. Yeah, really missing last section. But, oh well. Fuck it. Can't take, we'll take backsies. Uh... Allie, do you realize what this is now? I would assume it is a dagger my mother intends me to use to complete the ritual. Roll me a history check. Yeah. Check another four. <laughs> Plus two. So a ten? Yeah, I'll take it. Allie, you're going to think back. 
you think this dagger was the one that your mom probably had during that ceremony? Well, I guess I can't ever say she never gave me anything. She gave you trauma. Allie, I'm starting to... It's not because of you. Uh, regret my decision there. What you do with it is of your own volition, but... uh, Going to go face... Her. I don't know if we should be carrying that. I don't know if I will be able to break attunement to it. Yeah. Uh, I will take Otram into the nearest room and kind of close the door. Uh, do you mean the closest room with a door? Yes. Okay, so you enter the kitchen. The right. mod room. Oh. Is anyone in the kitchen? No. All right. Um... And I will close the door. I will pull out a golden feather and hand it to Otram. Do not crush this. Please identify this. While you do that, I'm going to try to break attunement to this dagger. Otram, this feather mm. looks lightweight, but this thing weighs like three pounds. Hmm. Allie, how are you cast identify? Allie, how are you trying to break attunement? Uh, I'm going to go set it on the counter and I'm going to walk over back by the door and focus on my energy and its energy and severing that bond. Okay. To break attunement would take an hour by normal means. Okay. Sam. And I will probably do that later in my room. I will show this to you both. You are currently in possession of a item known as Duma's Arcane or Archon Feather. I knew it. When it is used, it casts the spell Atonement instantaneously upon a person the user is currently touching. I don't know what that means. Uh. I'm going to look that up. Atonement is the spell right below. If you want to take a look at the spell, it will explain itself. Where? I don't I see it. I currently can't see it. <laughs> what? Put it should it in the be kiosk. In... Oh, wait. Oh, I see. It was at the very top. Yeah. I was looking down like magic item stuff. Yep. Very top there, Lewis. Ah, I see also. Whoa, that's badass. Sponsored by Pepsi. Uh, atonement is a spell that removes the burdens of evil acts or misdeeds from a subject. The creature seeking attunement must truly repent and is desirous of setting right its misdeeds. If the attuning creature committed the evil act unwillingly or under some form of compulsion, attunement operates normally at no cost to you. However, if the case of the creature atoning for deliberate misdeeds and acts of a knowing and willful nature, you must intercede with your deity in order to expunge the subject's burden. Many casters first assign a subject of this sort of a quest or similar penance to determine whether the creature is truly contrite before casting the atonement spell on its behalf. 
unlike a standard atonement spell, you only have one option with this. Redemption or Temptation. You may cast a spell upon a creature of the opposing alignment in order to offer it a chance to change its alignment to match yours. The prospective subject must be present for the entire casting process. Upon completion of the spell, the subject freely chooses whether it retains its original alignment or acquiesces to your offer and changes to your alignment. No duress, compulsion, or magical influence can force the subject to, uh, to take advantage of the opportunity offered if it is unwilling to abandon its old alignment. This use of the spell does not work on outsiders or any creature incapable of changing its alignment naturally. Though the spell description refers to evil acts, atonement can also be used in any uh, be used on any creature that has performed acts against its alignment, whether these acts are evil, good, chaotic, or lawful. Well, that's really neat. For reference, Duma is the Nephilim god from the lim from Limbo, known as the Archon of Souls. His feather specifically targets a person's soul. Thank you. And I will put the dagger and the feather away. Oh, uh, where'd you get that? I told you where I got it before we got to the house. Sorry, I actually did space that. Where was it again? Nettie gave it to me. Oh, yes. Um, I also believe this feather used to be mine. Uh, okay. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now I have a different conundrum. And that would be... I know why it was given to me, but I have a second target in mind for it. And if I were to tell you who the second target is, it would kill me. Okay. Huh. Forceful secrets. Interesting. I don't really know what to make of this. This is a little beyond me. Just a little. Thank you for helping with it. And thank you for listening. Uh, no problem. Anytime, I suppose. How do we keep getting such crazy shit, I wonder? Well, I, 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 did, I got this by being nice to what some people would probably consider an old woman that lives alone in the middle of the swamp. I mean, that's fair. Uh, my first time meeting Nettie, she asked me if I was an ASMR, and I told her yes. And then she asked for one of my feathers, and I told her yes. Then she took it. And then we became friends. And then I came home, and some people found out about it, and they got real mad. <laughs> but I, I think she's a good friend. I like her a lot. Seems. Nice. Also, also, as ominously as it sounds, and I risk telling you this, but uh, very much will not be able to speak of it in as much detail as I'd like to. Uh, at some point in the future, one of us will die. Hmm. 
And that's about all I can say of it. I remember hearing the recap of this, but was it, was I present for this? Nope. Ah. Uh, okay. This is when I got the feather. Ah. It is not linked to the feather. Interesting. And at one point, something will happen, and one of us will die. Prophetic vision? I don't know. Helpful warning? Well, it's not really a warning when it's stating that one of us is going to die. It would be more of like, a, if you do not do this, then someone will die. This is more of like, a, this is going to happen. That's interesting. Well, this has been... I enjoy our talks. Something. Well, I, yeah, I enjoy them too. I see. Yeah, there's a lot to take in. Then again, I should be used to this at this point. I've done it. How many times with Annie? Thank you for being so kind to him. Well, despite his... Oh, he seems quite a bit better now. His former attitude, him and me, had a lot of the same mindsets. So I understood where he was coming from, at least. He's lucky to have someone like you that he can call family. As am I. And uh, Ali will bring Ultram in for a hug. Uh-huh. Ultram will hug back. If you ever do anything that might cause the end of the world, let me know so that I can try to help. Like, stop the end of the world. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it would. Sure, it would. It would be something that would definitely make you pretty well known. Uh whether famous or infamous, yeah, yeah. Oath of glory. <laughs> oath of glory, sure. That that is that is my oath. Uh yes, Which I just one I of the main that. reasons I would I like to be there. Yeah. Okay. What time of day is it out of character? Uh, this would be about 9 to 10 in the morning right now. Okay. Well, came back. Originally, I was going to actually just drop off the bones and stuff, but I think I'm going to go talk to someone else. Okay. If you need me, I will be in my room for a very okay. long time doing nothing in particular. With uh, the door closed. Okay. Butchum, who do you want to go talk to? I will go to my room and spend an hour attempting to uh, break a tumult with a dagger, having it on the opposite side of the room of me. Okay. If I remember how long was Okira's uh um, expedition. Uh, they had because... no timetable of return. Fudge. Well, and that was with... Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, previous campaign, Silver Dragonborn Elwin. Man. Elwin! Mm -hmm. I was going to say Eldrin. Um, 
and that was with him in the part of that expedition or was he just i couldn't remember who all went on it as far as you know he's gone too you have no idea Hmm. well i guess i'll go rest for now then until i could actually think of more stuff okay smash cut Priority heading over to Tyson Fullcrest's place. Is there anything any of you would like to talk about on your walk over? Which, FYI, Brennan, Jonathan wouldn't be too far out of your sight while you're walking there. Can I attempt to catch up to them? Just to make sure that we walk together. Yeah, sure. It's not like they're running away from you. They're strolling. They can. They are running away. (laughs) They're doing their best. Action, bonus action, it's it's a whole thing. They got like four levels of exhaustion, so like only they had metal bones, am I right? <laughs> Hearing of communication hurt me so much. Hearing of communication. <laughs> Why don't you give your son a piggyback ride, Lutric? <laughs> he seems tired. Not in the area of communication, maybe because he's a grown man. <laughs> My dad still gives me piggyback rides. You know what? Upon hearing that, <laughs> uh, Lutrix's gonna just awkwardly offer Ren a piggyback ride <laughs> if he wants. <laughs> yeah. Ren is just going to give you a side look. And it's going to be this moment of just like this look of utter confusion. And you're going to see a, a smile just crack across his face and chuckle. Good. Who gave you that suggestion? Don't tell him. See? <laughs> what? Boltier's gonna look away. <laughs> did you say Bolty? Yeah, yeah, he did, did. cut out. Okay, yeah, I cut out. Uh, you're just gonna hear <laughs> Bren just start cackling loudly, and he's gonna have to stop for a moment just to like keep himself from just like toppling over. Uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. As he is going to just kind of slowly make his way over and just like creep up behind Boltier and just like lean down and just hey Boltier. Yeah. Do you want a piggyback ride? <laughs> no, but I mean I'm pretty sure I could carry you if you want to try. I'll I'll get on force, on all fours. My dad gives me piggyback rides all the time, but I'm I'm not too tired right now, so. You are an interesting, interesting person. Honestly. Thanks. I am truly surprised that you are your father's son. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Yeah. You're not screaming about bread right now, so that's one thing. Yeah, and then he he likes to check everyone that's around me, you know, lifting them off the ground or 
tightening his muscles and showing off and flexing, you know. You're just going to see Bryn kind of give a slight check over his shoulder that looks back to you. I suppose at least my father isn't that embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hear him say that. <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to hide it. I don't know whether or not I should be offended by that. Hmm. Depends. Do you want to be like Maltier Sand Reaver? I mean, who doesn't? Hmm. Any number of people who don't have an obsession with bread. No offense, Boltier. Oh, no, it's none taken. You know, I, I I still have to work on mine. That's not as good as his, so... I'm, I'm sure it's because he is obsessed with said bread. He's just going to look back to you, Lutric, and just motion again to Boltier. That's what happens. That's what happens. He has a weird bread complex. Huh. I never thought about it like that. He always tells me that I should just give up on everything and start just bread making constantly. Talking about how my girlfriend should be able to make bread and how my friends should be able to make bread and well really just bread constantly. And and oh, you know, he makes other things. He makes other things. Like he makes muffins and and assortments of pastries, but constantly he asked me to specifically make bread. And my friends to make bread. And everyone around me to make bread. And my mom to make bread. So I am confused. I want to take a pause here for a moment of just the hyper-particular video that Taylor just linked. Give up your dreams of becoming a baker. <laughs> I don't think that's what Moltier's message is. No, but I that's basically what Brent's saying. <laughs> that's true. I have done much better as a as a fighter than a bread maker. <clears throat> well, I would like to say that at least my father hasn't pushed me into doing something like that. Which he kind of gives a look over to Lutric just I'm whatever hobbies you have, I'm not picking up. You should see how strong he is. He and my dad tried to lift him up and everything, but their muscles just kind of flexed against each other. It was crazy. They kind of tensed up. Mm-hmm. Right. Could feel the energy in the air. <laughs> He's gonna look back to Luchik. I really don't want to know about this, to be honest. Whatever you do in your got... free time is your business. I don't, I don't, I think it would be a stalemate if they ever arm wrestled. Just from what mm. I witnessed. Uh huh. He's making it sound Wrestling. a lot weirder than it was. <laughs> mm hmm. We, we literally just shook hands. Yeah. And then he tried to lift you, but you were like, no, I'm strong. And then, and then you guys that both never kind of happened. Both. <laughs> well, no, you didn't say it aloud. You were just kind of like, you know, the ah, way you, you shook his hand. It was very firm. An unspoken bond. I see. Interesting. So are you going to introduce me to him sometime, Dad? 
You apparently already met him. <laughs> I know. Still funny. <laughs> he also got some pretty cool wax, mustache wax. I haven't seen him use it yet, but he did get some of that while we were on a trip. You mean when you were all laid up on those bolters? Yeah. How did you get something? Electric show. Yes, I will pull out the mustache wax. That's weird. That looks like the can that Grandma always has with her. Apparently, it was the kind my father used. Oh. I see. I... Victor wouldn't tell me what the whole thing that was going on was about. Can anyone tell me about it? Oh, well, you know, a soul got trapped up there. We had to go there, get it back, return it to its body. Arno, yeah, Arno. Um, we had to get him back, so we had to go through an elaborate maze and and find him. And we found him. And we all kind of disappeared. I think he gets the point. We got some cool gifts. There you I go. missed out on a... We we missed out. I missed out on a really cool, infinite bread bag. But you know, please stop talking. Through to the earring, <clears throat> I'm just going to simply say to bolt here. I guess everyone would hear. Uh, be careful what you say, please. But who is through the earring? But who is giving you these <laughs> gifts? That doesn't make sense. Why would they be in the maze? I don't know. Dad. There were a bunch of crystals there, too, but we didn't really ask much questions about that. Something about Faye bringing things that aren't supposed to be there. And he lost his hook. He was very sad about How'd... about me being dead or something. I don't know. I also did notice he has his hand back. How do you lose the hook? Well, he... he... I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, asking yeah, you. I smashed it against a tr crystal trying to get Boltier out of it. <clears throat> oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was a really heartful moment. moment. He called me family. It was pretty nice. Oh. And this is where I'm ending this conversation. Are you sure? God. What did you get from the maze? My hand. Really? You got your hand back in the maze mm -hmm. that was being kept by Nadani. Mm-hmm. 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 It was weird because he had to recollect it from Nadani, so it was like all over thing. It was more like a sentiment, I guess. Uh-huh. Walter, 
is he still looking at me? Yep. Obviously, seeing that I was lying. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. The cave showed each of us something we really wanted. Symbolically. Mm-hmm. I symbolically got my hand back, which I think was meant to show that I wanted to be whole. It was just a, like, fake replica mummied version of my hand. Yeah, for basically. someone who deflects so much, you're quite insightful for the things that you've been through. Yeah, being pretending to be stupid is easier than actually being smart. Well, we've already been on a whole journey. Are you a worshiper of Droberk? No, fair enough. Oh. Well, I mean, would you consider yourself a worshiper? Because you're kind of like his go-to. Alti, I really wish you would his... stop talking. Is go to? Hey, wait. Let me show you something. Accordion, are you there? I guess not. I. Uh, did you get? Ask, ask Tyson. He'll tell you all about it. He was kind of weirded out about it by him seeing Accordion for the first time, but you know, I mean, who's not kind of all over the place when you see a spirit in, you know, in front of you. Uh, Congratulations. Bolty speaks to dead people. Ren's just going to look to Lutric. Are they... Are they are they on drugs, or are they actually being honest? I'm quite against drugs, actually. Telling the truth. Okay. In a weird, messed up sort of way, I guess. Interesting. I mean, if you don't believe me, you can ask Tyson when we get there. It's not that I don't believe you. It's just weird. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's kind of strange, but I guess I was told that I'm supposed to be some sort of finder of lost souls and bring them Uh, back to a better place. Earring, Bolty, perhaps we should not be talking so much about what happened in the labyrinth. That'd be... A good start. In the, earring, in the earring, I'm kind of deflecting to my spirit powers that I had before we went to the labyrinth. So that's why I'm constantly talking about a cordon. So how did you actually find this this uh, soul that you were looking for? A labyrinth isn't meant to be easy to you know navigate. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, well, Quapsiel have mercy. <laughs> Uh, um, on the floor, someone previous to us left military symbols that we were. Oh yeah, there was. Code. Yeah, there was a party that had been sent there prior to us. Uh, unfortunately, that meant their demise, and had left them messages written in the floor to kind of guide us through the labyrinth. It also took us thirty-nine days, apparently. Yeah, so it wasn't exactly the easiest way, to, you know, getting back. It didn't seem that long there. Oh no, it didn't. But uh, but here it was quite long. Hmm. I swear to God, Bren, just uh, Bren, I just want Bren to fucking drop this. Bren, I just have a quick question. What What exactly do you know about Samson Townsley? Samson? Does he seem like an upstanding kind of 
by the books kind of guy or nice diversion. Samson Town leads an upstanding citizen. Has been for a long time. Runs the Merchants Guild. Oh. He's the one main reason why the city has the funds it does, and keeps a tight look on it. Works quite closely with the Thieves Guild to make sure that anyone who comes from the outside doesn't do anything to our bank. So what are you leaving out from your story, Boltier? Because I'm... There's a gap. If I tell you, I have to kill you. I, I, Bren is going yeah, to that's look... that's not... <laughs> Bren is going to look to Annie. You okay, all right, not I got say this. that... Stop. <laughs> you would not say that without a reason. Annie cried in the labyrinth. I'll drop there it. There you go. I don't doubt yeah. that. But. Baltea, I too also have emotions, you know. <laughs> I'm not uh, devoid of motion. No, but I'm sure you wouldn't want to share that with Bren, which is why you've been so dodgy and shifty about the questions. Also, oh, Annie, I would appreciate if you did not threaten to murder my family. It wasn't a threat. Yeah. I said, hey, if this happens, I have to do this. Boy, that that's, certainly that's sounds like a definition threat. of a threat. <laughs> it, 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 it's not a threat. That, also, that's not, not much threat me. That is telling, hey, if I tell you, I kill you. So much a as I needed is, information. I might. But what uh, I do know about uh, Annie, from everything I've heard, everything I've seen, you don't just say things for no reason. I get it. Something happened. You can't talk about it, right? A lot of stuff we can't talk about. Okay. Fine. On a different part that I can talk about. Yeah? I'm no longer following uh, Asimar. Notice the hair uh, change. Also, yeah, not the wings. Yeah, I'm getting Which, I guess I really probably shouldn't say that, but Fine. I'm a big boy. It's okay. I, I got wings it. too. Yours are from armor. <laughs> Brent is just going to look to Boltier and just pat him on the head as you reach the house. Sure, you do, bud. And walks in. You didn't. You didn't see it. Let. Okay. You didn't see it last night. Well, I mean, when once I, I, I saw you swimming to... in the swamp. That's after the aerial belly. You. I'm going in. Tyson, we're home. Does anyone else enter? I yeah, enter. yeah, yes. Okay. After he's Luke. more than likely like at the barracks right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I would imagine that they. Oh, he's Tyson would be at the barracks. Yeah, because it's what Maybe. you said, ten in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about this Probably time, in his office. Uh, coming in. Uh, you'll find it surprising that there seems to be some candles lit. Seems a bit someone is currently home. As Jonathan and Bryn go upstairs to change. Uh, and you are going to have uh, Tyson walking out from what appears like the kitchen down the hall with an apron and a chef's hat on. Does no one knock anymore? We got them. They're upstairs changing. Yeah, I heard. Isn't that cool? Aren't you, you happy now? When you enter your own house, don't they live with you? No, Bren does. Jonathan's visiting for reasons. 
Uh, also, Annie has a shit-eating grin looking at Tyson. Did a good job. You surprised me. Thankfully, I didn't have to get any calls about uh, breaking and entering. Oh, yeah, and no more disappearances ever again. So that's pretty yep. cool. Yep. And, and no calls about public indecency? No, we got a couple of those. Okay. Yep. And he still has the shitty secret on his face. So I guess it sort of balances itself out. We also did get an interesting letter today. What's that? There's someone in the manor. Esmeralda Coldgloom? Yep. 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 Super nice once you get to talk to her. Yep. Yeah. We are... Yep. currently going through steps of verification of it being her, but every question that's been posed and the multiple accounts of who she was in the past and some of our oldest citizens. Everything seems to be pointing that we have someone who died but is living, in a sense. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it happens more okay, often than you think. How rare is resurrection magic in Hagheim? In Hagheim, it would definitely or be something. Uh, Hagheim, because it's cut off, is one of the big things. Is That would be uncommon to an extreme. It would be a okay, thing where... Nosy? Yeah. It would be more common, but it would still be a thing of like... Probably Own, the lower tier resurrection. Yeah, like Revivify would definitely be yeah, yeah, yeah. like commonplace to those who can afford it. But beyond that, it would definitely be a very rare case by case basis of who could actually get access to it and who could cast it. Uh, but in Hagheim, you would be lucky if you had a cleric who could cast Revivify. Okay. Um. Would you guys like some breakfast? I could sit down and eat. I mean, you know, we're all family, right, Annie? I'm going to kill them both. Uh, Annie thinking to himself, I'm going to kill them both. <laughs> yep. Uh. Both Allie and Bolty have to die now. Because <laughs> Annie is over this fucking family thing. <laughs> And Lewis, <laughs> you fucking say shit. Who will notice his family? You could say he's tired of this family dynamic. <laughs> uh, Tyson's just going to motion for you all to enter into the dining table room. Don't know why I said it like that. Dining table room? The dining <laughs> table room. I forgot what it was called. It's called the dining room. Din din room. Uh, uwu din din. Speaking of dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Ashley, Ashley hasn't done her cooking corner in a while. Homemade Nashville hot chicken. Looks crispy and delicious. Very good. Continue. Uh, you gotta give us your rank, Sam. You, you yeah. know this. Okay, between 
Uh, what was one of some of the best dishes that she made? She, mm. Between well, pumpkin and dog food. That's the low rank. Yeah. And it's the line. I got to figure out what the high ranking I'm fair, is. I'm fairly certain like the best one you've given so far was her onigiri. I thought it was the chicken tempura. Both were very good. I think I'm going to have to give it to one of her other recent ones, even though it was a while ago, was homemade bangers and mash. Oh, yeah, you were talking. Were uh, that talking one I was that. super excited for just because I love bangers and mash. So on a scale from that to that. Is it because you went to Europe once? I'd never had bangers and mash in Europe. Sam, the one time you go to Europe and you don't get your favorite dish. That is, what is wrong with you? That is more of an Irish thing. Yeah, Davis. And I haven't and I wasn't Ireland, in Ireland. Europe. That's it. Oh, because you didn't go to Ireland, you couldn't get bangers and mash in Scotland or London? Uh well, I mean I probably could have, but you know, I was too busy eating haggis in Scotland. Haggis. That's the more, that's the more Yeah, the more appropriate haggis or the How more appropriate Scotland tradition. How dare you? Same way. Okay. Alright, hang on a second. Time for early morning haggis. Yes. To be honest, breakfast haggis is a great way to start the day. Our hotel serves haggis for breakfast. I'm just gonna rate it. Just rate it. Rate this? Yeah. It's, it's good. It's very good, actually. I'm gonna put it up kind of like three dishes below the bangers and mash. Better or worse than haggis? Worse. Oh. But still pretty fucking good. Definitely way up on the high scale compared to... (laughs) Ashley will remember this. (laughs) Compared to pumpkin dog food, it's much better than that. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, He'll motion you guys to the dining room, the din-din room. Do-oo-woo-din-din. And he will... Just head back into the kitchen. Ah, yes. While we're in here, Annie will say, we should also probably talk to Darcy. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Uh, well, it depends on if the if they showed up yet or not. Contractors. Plus, you know, it doesn't hurt to have some breakfast. Really wish well, Allie and Ultram would have come along to eat some more breakfast. Um, I mean, fine, they're not here. Uh, not to sour it, but I probably gave Ultram a lot to think about when I talked to him. Okay, no problem. Hang on real quick. Airing of communication. Really wish Allie and Ultram were here to eat breakfast with the whole family. Allie will quick go over the earring. I probably wouldn't. I probably can't. Oh, it's a break. Uh, Your constitution. I got you. I got you. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? (laughs) Who is this? How'd you get this number? (laughs) God, I had the perfect slight, though. (laughs) Oh, did you? Oh. Yes. What was it? What's more more important? It would have been a a fucking... Yeah, what's more important? Now I'm going to try to break the family-killing dagger. Uh... It would have been something very similar along the lines of, nah, I'm, I gotta do this thing. Breakfast probably wouldn't have worked out. <clears throat> yeah, that sorry. Someone sad. handed me a cursed dagger. 
<laughs> God, what a fucking way to get out of a to get out of a a, a date or arrangement. Sorry, I can't make it tonight. Can't tell him I gotta wash my hair. Someone handed me a cursed dagger, and it's kind of taking over the majority of my time. Fuck. <laughs> Speaking about dates, I should probably go see about the date. It's 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 not you. It's cutlery. <laughs> so. Uh, after some time, after you gotten into the dining room and sat down, uh, Tyson will bring out and serve you a good old breakfast. I almost said a good old American Irish breakfast. <laughs> hey, oh, really? With how much we eat French fries? Eh. Potatoes <laughs> runs in our bloods, too. Yeah. Some bangers and mash and haggis. Yeah. Hey, oh. some of the best. I want Sam to run a food channel where it's just all these random foods just from Europe and shit. I would love it. That means I get to eat them all the time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Someone Tyson... pay for me to go on vacation. No. <laughs> uh, real quick, didn't, didn't we have refuse with us? Yeah, he wasn't there that morning when you guys got up. He was gone. Tragic. I thought Allie was carrying him still. Oh, uh, did Rufus happen to show up, Tyson, or? Who? Oh, it was, it was, oh, maybe he went back to the sewer. It, it was a rattling. There, there was a, he, he was kind of cursed down there. Madness. And he was pretty cool. You, he was like, Whoosh. you mean the crazy naked guy with a gun? Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, we don't try dealing with him because he will lead people around the sewers and then forget and then run away. And he has tried to shoot people before. And that little jerry rigged thing he has sucks. Um, he's not crazy anymore, one. And two, his gun was taken away from him. Three, we took him out of the sewer because... Because he's not... Because he called himself Refuse, but then he was like, Oh, I remember now. I'm not... I'm not Refuse. And Voltaire will use the mask to kind of deepen his voice to kind of emphasize that it's another person. Oh, I'm not crazy anymore. I'm I'm Rufus. Ah, oh, yes, this gun could be dangerous. I'm going to hold on to it anyway, just in case. Oh, God, no, scary lady. Ah. Oh gets knocked unconscious and then my voice goes back to normal bull tear voice and i'm like yeah and that's pretty much it then we carried him out we I... carried him back to old Nettie's hut and now but then he was gone in the morning so i was wondering if he turned up in the city here uh i cast remove curse on him and that is why that all happened he was cursed good job so i think i did talk about possibly fully deputizing some of you, if you were interested. That'd be pretty cool. Who'd actually be interested? I would. Yeah, I'd be interested. Yes. Uh, before we agree, what does that all entail? It means that you would technically be a guard under my command. I could be able to extend jobs to you in the same sense that Darcy does. Protection. Missing people's cases. Things like you did for me now. You wouldn't be an active guard. 
then yes, I would be. <clears throat> Very much so. It was it was fun finding Rufus. I, he was a little strange at first, but now he's much better mentally speaking. Uh, so probably that... still... Well, too, you do realize like the job I gave you wasn't to find Rufus. No, it wasn't. But we found him and we fixed him, and now he's no longer a problem in the sewer. Are you sure you don't want to be a cleric, kid? No. No, I've never thought about it like that, no. Okay. That's maybe a different man. Um, does Tyson, does this offer extend to Ali and Otram if they want to? It would. Hang on a second. Hearing of communication. Ali, Otram, would either of you like to participate as guards that would be deputized by Tyson under his command? Just get static back from Otram. <laughs> and probably Allie, because she's trying to focus on breaking that attunement. You would have gotten right, well, you would have gotten there before they got to Tyson's house. At this time, Allie, you cannot break your attunement to that dagger. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I have another thing to try. <laughs> yeah? I don't really want it to be public knowledge, as it would not be. Okay. We can do a smash cut here in a moment. Awesome. But those of you who are present, including Medley and Asher, do you want to become deputized as guardsmen? Natalie, Dave, Dave, make sure you're not muted. Dave, wake up. Dave. So I was playing Elder Scrolls Online earlier. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Dave, did you fall asleep, bud? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Not even gonna fucking hide that. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's it's okay, my guy. Uh Dave, would Medley want to become a deputized guardsman in the city of Hagheim by any chance? Is she being offered? Yep. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> what a hell of a scenario what a hell of a that... scenario to wake up to. <laughs> yeah, that is very big. I didn't I <sighs> Oh, we have all been offered positions I, by Tyson, the captain of the guard. I would accept it. Okay. Wholeheartedly on that. Okay. Uh, also, he will take out some sheets of paper. He will sign them. He will give them over to you all for you to sign. And once you have done that, you all will be handed a badge with Hegheim's crest on it and a banner at the bottom that states that you are a deputized reserve guardsman. Detective Boltier, Detective Sandriver, at, on, the, on the case. Not a detective. 
deductive uh, attorney. About this no. time, uh, Bren and Jonathan will join you all. And when both of you are like, Detective Sammy around the case, you're going to hear Jonathan, really? I'm a detective. I could teach you a few things. Oh, boy. I would appreciate that. Well, I'm certain I could teach you some interesting stuff. A few things I picked up uh, as a kid. Though, just make sure that Lutric doesn't see you do these things. He gets a little finicky (laughs) about them. I. Stealing from people is not detective work. A, it helped solve some things, now didn't it? Back home, it helped solve a lot of things. As I am also now remembering, Annie and Jonathan are very similar personalities. Mm. But uh, we will do a smash cut as you guys enjoy your breakfast and your newfound deputized selves. And I will drag Lewis into another call. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are so, you are you doing big thing? What do you mean? Are you going to try contacting a certain man of mask? I am. Oh uh, yeah, I wrote in my journal. I was like, how did he know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how that's gonna work or if it's going to work, but yeah, I'm going to uh I'm gonna probably take my helm off. Uh put the dagger away. Uh go into some kind of like prayer or meditative stance like I would when I would commune mm-hmm. with uh Yarvar. Yeah. And I'm going to try to commune with the Lord of Masks as I wouldn't even attempt it except for he has been in my subconscious. I've been in his domain and I understand his feel and that's kind of where I'm going to pull the uh the emotion from or the feeling. So as you are doing this, Allie, your eyes closed. You can hear the sounds of the city around you. Horses taking carriages down the roads, people moving, talking. The distant, very subtle clang of the metalwork coming from the armory that echoes throughout the city. The slight hum and crash of the waves of the sea against the shore of this place. Slowly and suddenly, it cuts off. Opening your eyes, you find yourself again, similar to that sudden vision. You are inside that room. Stonework. Castle-like structure. Long table in the middle. Chairs. And you see... A window that leads to nothing, where the mirror once sat, now shattered, and empty, an open void beyond it. And you can see sitting in a chair opposite from where you're standing in this place. There he is. A small figure, Elvin. Pale skin. Slightly different than what you've normally seen it as. Medium, wavy, red hair, 
and the mask of a mocking laugh upon his face. You requested my presence? Uh, yes. Uh, I wanted to thank you for your trials in the labyrinth. I felt that it brought everyone closer together. It Are is what worry? I noticed. Why do you ask? Well, when we were here, I we saw something kind of strange, and I don't know, I guess I've never been around you when I haven't seen you cackling or kind of what I would assume being a little tormentous. You just seem kind of off. You are seeing two parts. Finally, at once, one and the same. I am misfortune, and I am fortune. Patron of the unlucky and the lucky. And it's because of the actions of your cousin that I have finally been able to, at least in some sense, bring them together for momentary times. I see. Yes. So, you're doing more than just working with Tara and I. He was a mask. A false mask created. And who am I but not someone who loves to fuck with things? I undermined her. I gave the worshippers a true name and purpose. A reason. Someone to follow who listened. She didn't like that. She definitely did not like Annie suddenly showing up and giving proof to them of what they believed. Uh, Allie will laugh like... It's always funny when it's at someone else's expense. It's always the funniest when it's well-deserved. Uh, I will reach on my person and pull the dagger out. Can you tell me anything about this? The time I've watched you, I have had odd moments. When you were a girl, tiny and naive to the world, and not yet turned into who you are now, not even a fraction, she would come around silent and watching from the shadows. Her interest always laid with Annie, so I never always got a good glimpse or a constant view. But that... I know that. That is an ancient weapon. From time long since past, and when I was young. When Azamar and Tieflings ruled a kingdom of their own, where they were un not uncommon, that they were much like as humans and elves and dwarves were seen today, they were expected to be everywhere and anywhere. That. That was a weapon used by a person who took 
falsely the name of a god. He referred to himself as the Beast, a fallen worshipper of Zagan, the true beast. A man who murdered his family and set his son out for retribution against the innocents who did nothing but try to help him. Kinslayer. This man, lost to time and finding himself nude in the purpose of a man who sacrificed much for him. This blade was found in the times of madness, when a god long since locked away was freed. In this purpose, the blade was used to again trap this god, to bind a soul is powerful, ancient. To bind a soul in the way that blade does it is far beyond lichdom, is far beyond mortal magic. That blade, once, when it was created long ago for someone who desired so deeply to return a love lost to him, a beauty of the world that had been stricken away unjustly. Similar to the feather you have, that blade was once created by Duma, the Archon of Souls. When I was given the feather. Nettie was telling me that if I looked for any path of redemption for my mother to crush it before that. And as I've been going through all of this and seeing what she has done, I feel for my kin but I don't know if she deserves it. There's been a thought that's plagued you. The Someone player. more deserving. Someone who had everything taken from him, almost like you. Someone who just wanted to help, but was betrayed by someone so close. Almost. Like you. I was raised by my aunt and uncle. Let's and be honest way, here. Your mother I was and father. By my mother and father. And I was lucky enough to get that. Asher was not. And I think that he deserves a chance to have time with his father. I think that is what this feather should be for. For someone who deserves redemption. Mm. 
I am truly glad that I was not wrong. To bring redemption to someone who does not want it is a wasted effort. To make someone see redemption as a possibility is something that takes long, but even the seeds of that must be planted before you can even begin to grow them. What she sees is what she is doing as the correct action. Does he does not believe she needs to be redeemed. True. But Guillermo, he is a man complex. He has gone through much. And he feels like he needs to do this to show the true corruption that lies beneath. To right wrongs. To give himself the time he had lost. But you could show him that there is no time better than the present. Have you thought of telling Asher the truth? I have. Hmm. I know it has been said by a couple different people and entities that if I, if anyone speaks to it, to someone that does not know, it would bring about their death. But I guess the question is if Asher really knows deep down, and I bring about a confirmation, would that bring an end to my life? I think for such a friend, I, for someone who is so troubled, it is something I would be willing to do. First, you must be certain that he has some kind of inkling. Something I can tell you. The one who masks himself as Guillermo Belfair will soon be in your city. You have your chance. A father who is absent will always recognize their son once it's known to them. I wonder if Raphael would even be able to realize that Asher Belfair is supposed to be. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, like Spike. Oh, come on. Well, that might be an issue. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm back.
Hello? Fucking Discord, man. Hello? Hi. I'm back. My 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 internet fucking hit a big lot. Uh, what did you hear last? From me? I wonder if Raphael would even... Would he even recognize him as his son? Yes. I heard nothing after that. That was that was the last thing I heard you say. Okay. I I heard nothing back from you after that. I doubt Raphael. Ethan knows the existence of Asher. Can I get you out? What is going on? Is it your? It's not your camera, is it? It very much so might be. Wow. I don't know why. That's just super weird right now. I prompted back with, I doubt Raphael would even know the existence of Asher. That is something I would very much so agree upon. Because I know that his true father and mother, one who is currently in this city, were very secretive about his birth. How much does he need to know before I can tell him about the rest? I would think... What you would need to do is to get him to doubt Guillermo, the one who is so public about his actions. Reinforce the idea of why Guillermo would refuse the Flayer's duel. Who would he have to fear? Who was the other person in the stories of Guillermo's rise as the new Lord Duelist? And any, and any father, as you have seen with Lutric, recognizes their son once they learn. I have another question for you. Yes. If you would allow me to be so bold, who gave you the mask? So long ago, memories long since faded, but this I can at least answer for you. In ancient times, a place long since lost to much of this world, the world around it. Though it still stands in some fashion, Ukriti, a place dense of forest and jungle, 
was where I once called home. Or at least, in a sense, I did. It was where I went to do much of many things. Primarily, fool around, I suppose. During a time where a entity, hungering and unending known as the Blight, they needed help. And I offered. What I asked for was a kingdom. You're going to see his hands go up and motion to this room around you. What I wanted was... Ukriti. I wanted to build. I wanted to create. And in offering, I accepted... To put away the blight that was going to threaten their world, their home, and their lives. A creature unlike anything we've ever seen before. Far Realm. You know. Like the Beholders. This was something more nefarious. Something mindless. Though together as it grew, so did its mind, itself. For them, I took on the mask of misery, of pain. And I did what they asked me to. I sealed it away and I used the power of nature itself to bind them in a slumber that should have lasted. Yet, they sealed me away. A trickster getting tricked. The pure irony of it. An archfey thinking he could get one over on them. When all he offered was genuine desire to help. You saw the memory of them coming to ask me if, ask of it back from me. Yes. That's because someone unleashed the blight again. A fire that raged. Do not think of... I know what I am, and my cult, my religion, my drive for ascension has been long. I am the cause of that fire, so that when they came crawling back to me, I could refuse. That man's son, years later, never understood why I was trapped. He was a good boy, sweet. He cared for the people of his home. And he saw what the Blight was doing, and he asked if I could help. Of course I could. I was now the Lord of Masks. The only thing that I could lord over anymore. And so he offered to free me. Driven by his father's sin, 
and his desire to help those around him, the boy did what he knew he had to if he wanted to free me. He gave his life to break my bound servitude to that pitiful mirror. I did what I saw fit to as a kindness to someone who was willing to do that for me. I turned him into a fay, I locked away the memories that would have plighted his mind, and I set him free in a place where he had no worries and no issues, the wildwood, where he could live without worry or plight. But I did not keep his wish in my heart. I let the blight run wild. I do not oppose it. I do not care. It once was my enemy, and it is no longer. A vow was broken. And I seek retribution. I understand. Not many would. I worship and follow Yarvar. I'm a paladin. I use the magic of deities to help me reach my goals. I know what you have done for us. I know what you have done to others. And I do not think Yarvar would mind, but I think I will also believe in you, the <laughs> Lord of Masks. There is a difference between worshipping someone and, in a sense, acknowledging them. I know of many people who pray to gods but do not worship. They understand their domains and they ask for favor, for peace in travels. Like Nahuta, the bitch goddess of the waters, as those who don't fear her would call her. Those who do not worship her pray to her for stormless skies and calm seas. And to her brother they pray for quick voyages and bountiful trade. You don't need to worship me. I wouldn't want you to. To me, you are someone I watch with high expectations and hope, just like your companions. In the time of a world without heroes, there need to be. I am very glad that I was able to find such people to, well, in the best of ways to put it, poke and prod them in the right direction. 
and I will, I appreciate everything you have done and I will make a final request. Yes. I know that Annie is the Messiah of Turanaya. Without knowing it. Go ahead. Without knowing it, he is the Messiah of us both. Would it be possible for me to request a boon of the opposite side of Turanai's coin? Mm. A power to wield in the time when it is needed most. That is something I would have to consider greatly. That would be something I would have to speak with Yorvar about. And more likely than not, you will not get the boon from me. It would be a transfer of powers, a gift, if it worked out. It would actually be the first time I have ever spoken to another god. I'm not one yet. Just so very close. I would rather you than a few other people I could think of. <laughs> Honestly, I get that. It is a race. Though the Ravager and I are not friends by any means, we are definitely helping one another in the ways we can. I do hope your plan would work out. If you do not wish to speak to Yarvar alone, I would love to be present. To speak to him, I have to travel. Because unlike prayer, it would not work for me. I will have to go to the halls of mead and laughter and speak to him myself. Which will be quite dangerous. But he seems to be a jolly fellow, at least from my understanding. I suppose I'll just have to make a stop somewhere else. Find him an ale of some kind. You know what he likes by any chance? Would I, out of character, would I be able to... If you're able to find an ale, if you're able to find the lake that his messiah used to perform his major miracle to turn into ale, I'm sure he'd be able to reminisce and draw nostalgia from that. It would be a very meaningful gift. Oh, very insightful. Thank you. And you are going to get dropped out from this. Back to where you I, had been. And then like, I would commune with Yarvar and tell him about my talk hey, and everything. Hey, so... <laughs> As, okay. I mean, because I, I would advocate for the Lord of Mask with how he yeah. has helped us and the good he has done. Did you expect the two have become one, at least for short times? Nope. 
I did not expect that uh, when I was I was going to ask him, are you working with Turani? And expected him to be like, haha, yeah, or haha, no, not. We've become one momentarily. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get back to the group. I'm sure they're absolutely bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, what are you doing? Nothing's going on here. Oh, hey, hey, Davis. Hey, Davis. How are you? What was going on here, boys? Hello. Was Hello. Byron was Byron playing some Persona Five again for you? No. 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 Mm. Nope. It was a uh, Sonic Persona. Oh. I love playing that game, man. So fun. <laughs> That's got up to sixteen player support, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I just really wish other people were interested. Yeah, I, I wish it was actually a good game. So, <laughs> now with uh, them back, uh, I'm sorry, but I'll have to use that spell for Allie because she probably just killed herself. There we go. So, uh, Smash Cut, you guys back at the Bullcrest uh, house. Anything you want to talk about? Jonathan's there. He he has been telling Bolt here for a few minutes now about all the fun times that he's uh, been on a case and you know the sub you know the subject and the uh, most likely you know culprit he would pickpocket, find information on, break into their houses, like yeah. And he uh, while he's doing this, just nine like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How's Lutrix's reaction over there? He's just shaking his head the entire time because it, it, there seems to be a bit of hypocrisy in breaking the law to stop a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I some guess. of the things he's mentioned are worse crimes than what the criminal he's looking at has committed. Almost on par, but never, okay. never worse. You guys been around? Uh, what What do you guys know about a Barnaby B. Thumplewilt? Oh shit! A snake oil salesman. Uh, because we got a busy signal last time. Uh, once again on the earpiece. Otram, Ali, do you guys want to get deputized? Uh. Uh. I think I'll pass, actually. We're all doing it. Well, I mean, it's no offense lame. to. I mean, it's no offense to you guys, but I have research I need to get to. As as a as a citizen of Hagheim, it would be my honor to serve. Looking at Tyson, Ali's in. Ultram's not. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, you will Damn. find that Smart Jonathan kind of like looks up for a second. Sounds familiar. I think. He's the festival guy, right? And you're going to hear Tyson go, oh my god. <laughs> what did, did, did he sell you something? No, but I found out that he might be responsible for a few things with Daldi, and I kind of was interested in finding out more about him. 
an unwilling accomplice, if you will. Okay. Uh, Barnabas is a merchant in the loosest of terms. He uh, sells cure-alls and things like that. He gives or sells also trinkets that help with leaving afflictions or curing diseases, things like that, when, in fact, they're nothing. More often than not, they're just rocks put on string or weird random things mixed together. Um, surprisingly, he wasn't here during the... Well, during the Festival of Freedom, and... Millie, I thought it was because he was either wrapped up in somewhere else or somewhere else actually threw him in jail, finally. He showed up. He used to be a full member of the Merchant's Guild here in Eggheim. Something happened with that and... Basically took his standard practice license away, which is why he... Sells things outside of the city limits. So he can't technically be jailed. Hmm. Has he ever made any contact with, like, the orphanage or anything like that? Mm. I know that from old reports, the, uh... The uh, caretakers used to specifically take trips outside the city to talk with him and buy things. Uh, he also Good used to have two business partners here in the city. Uh, one it... of them's dead and the other left. Mm. How would I... I guess I'd have to talk to Townsley about... That whole incident, just because I want to know if he had anything to do with that smuggling business that they framed on Kristoff. Only just because I found out recently that he has connections to Daldi, so. An angle I'm working now as a detective. <laughs> if anyone would know why he got kicked out of the Merchant's Guild, it would be Townsley. So, best idea. Thank you. Of course. Anything what else? Exactly do you... Yes. What exactly do you know about Lilith Willowhurst? Ooh. Orphanage has been in her family for... God, I think since the start of the city itself. Uh, was married for a while. Husband passed away due to illness. Her two kids, I believe one of them's in Otten and the other, I think, moved to... I think... Geyer? Which is a kingdom up to the northeast. Northwest. And I 
yeah. Notable news was that uh, some years ago, uh, she was getting pretty sick. It definitely was noticed that her age was beginning to take a toll. And she got better. Made claims that it was Barnabas who cured her. That's why a lot of people in the city are willing to go and buy stuff from him, even though it never works out. Just in case, if he finally makes that one miracle liquid that does what it needs to. Coming together. So that's the connection that he has through her. Because she's working with Daldi. And is on Scorch Child, right? It, uh, it all seems to be coming together. Well, our next venture's there anyway. Though I doubt I can get her to confess anything. So I would do like to do some research here in Hagheim before we depart. Okay. Sounds good. I'll sign off on it. You want to go investigate Barnabas for any reason? Thank you, Captain. Anything else? Okay. Uh, Tyson's going to look over to Annie. Are we going to have to worry about Daldy coming back to the city by any chance? After a trip, probably not. Sounds good. Uh, you're going to watch as Tyson will pull up a uh, pretty hefty coin purse and set it down on the table. Oh. Oh, yeah, that was a part of the arrangement. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, we're just glad to see that they're both home safe. Me too. I know it, it meant I meant a lot to you and Lutric. I was glad I could help. Which you are going to see both Jonathan and Bren kind of looking, looking to him, looking to each other. Yep. So when's this family dinner I heard about? I mean, I know this is breakfast, but, you know, I, I Lutrick had mentioned something about a dinner. Yeah, we can figure out. We could probably do it when you guys get back from your island thing. And you're also going to hear Brent say under his breath, yeah, dad didn't bring his date. He has to bring her at least. Hearing a communication. Allie, Brent's talking about you. Um, would it also be okay if I brought a plus one? Sure. I have no issue oh, with that. Oh, me too. Okay. I don't mind. I like to cook. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. 
So I have some people I have to see. I will. Okay. You guys have a good rest of your day. Whispering. He's got a lot of data options. Got it. He's a very popular man. He is handsome, I guess. Thanks. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> he swings both ways. <laughs> he had a boyfriend named Astos. Voltir, you do realize, like, when your friends tell you things like that, usually. Oh, he wasn't to... my friend. It was Astos who told me. It was true. I did hate him at the time. And then... Ah. Yeah, he didn't like me at first. And, and he, he wasn't the one that told me it was Astos. It was the guy I was talking about. So... He's very proud of the fact. I don't, I don't know. Got it. And he keeps denying it, but I don't know. Out of game, I do love that I have a door I can slam on demand. <laughs> So, uh, you all gonna leave my house or? All right, I'm I'm just gonna hug yep. Bren and and Jonathan and then Tyson <laughs> in that order, and then I'm gonna be like, okay, see you later, Captain. Uh, Bren's going to reciprocate the hug. Jonathan's going to steal your badge and then be like, you gotta be more careful, and then. Tyson is not going to reciprocate, and he's just going to stare at you the entire time. <laughs> Perfect. Later, Captain. Yep. And I'm gonna. I'm going to wait outside, and see if anyone would like to accompany me to the the Merchant Skilled to talk to Townsley. Okay. Uh, Tyson's going to look from Medley to Asher, then Lutrig, and well, anyone else said... feel... I did not hear you, I'm sorry. I didn't either. Did anyone else feel like hugs? I feel like hugs. I'm going to get up and hug. <laughs> Tyson will hug Lutrig back. Biased! <laughs> <laughs> And similar to Bolty, I'll hug uh, Jonathan, Bren, and Tom. I'm glad they're safe. Jonathan's just gonna. I was perfectly fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, from uh, what we heard, you definitely looked like it. <laughs> I was almost out of there before you got there. Trust oh. me. Yeah. And Bren's gonna just give you a title hug. Thank you. Really. And he is also then going to still kind of like uh, hugging you. And I do mean it. Bring her. Or I swear to God, it's not gonna be good. All of them. <laughs> Well, because I know you were a lot alike in the bad ways, too. Fine. Good. He's going to step back from the hug and 
And I do mean phrase it like a date. He needs to know what it is. <laughs> Dungeons and dragons and dinners and dates and daddy issues. <laughs> you're talking. Well, you're talking about multi, right? I mean, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just poke my head in like slightly. If you want me to bring dad, I can. Then go back outside. I think uh, his wife might have an issue with that. I would assume so. <laughs> so you never know. She might enjoy the sight of her husband wrestling another man. You jazz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's true. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bren it's just a has a big old shit-eating grin the entire time. Perfect. Asher? Jesse? Are you here? Hello. What do you do? Do you want to go? You want to hug? No. No. Well, are you leaving? <laughs> yes, I will be leaving. Okay. Some, somebody better grab the coin first. I like to imagine Tyson would just fucking harass Asher. Be like, oh, what? No kiss goodbye? <laughs> <laughs> FYI, no one grabbed the coin purse. Oh, yeah, I know. So there's that. Asher, grab on your way up. <laughs> I mean, I could just poke my head in and be like, did anyone grab that coin purse? You'll get no answer, and as soon as Asher leaves, the door will be locked. <sighs> Another time, then. Yeah, I wasn't going to take payment for that. <laughs> Through the door. Goodbye, Captain! He said it like five times. <laughs> Bye, Captain! Hug! Bye, Captain. At the doorway leading to the dinner room. Bye, Captain. At the door, hearing it open. Bye, Captain. Shut the door. And that is why he locked the door. So with this, next week we will be coming back to this as we will be starting the long rest proper today.